0: Welcome to The Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I was on a retreat a few years ago with a bunch of other creative business owners, and a friend of mine, who is a graphic designer, asked me if I consider myself more of an artist or a business person. After pausing to think about it, I said I probably fell more into the business owner category... Since I love the strategy behind being a professional creative, and I love the psychology of brand photography, and I love blogging, and I love marketing, and all of that. But then she said, oh really? I would have put you more into the artist category, which was a big compliment to my work. But it did leave me wondering, shouldn't I be both? shouldn't I be both a creative soul and an efficient, respected businesswoman? Like if I want my business to continue to grow, if I wanna reach as many people as I can and earn as much as I can, shouldn't I be focusing on becoming an effective leader and manager at the same time that I'm honing my craft? Because if I'm an incredible photographer, but an inefficient business owner, that limits the number of people I can reach. It means poor quality of service for my existing clients, which then means lackluster referrals, and that means stunted business growth. No, I didn't wanna choose between the two, and you shouldn't either. When I first started my business, I began because I loved my craft. I loved photography. I fell in love in the dark room in college, and I wanted to have as many people in front of my camera as possible. When I left my corporate defense contractor job to go full-time with photography in 2012, I figured that this dream of being a professional creative would probably last me for a few years before it eventually fizzled out, and I'd have to go back to my corporate job. I remember thinking at times like, I wonder how I would put my job onto a resume. Like, how do you describe that you left to go full-time to be an artist without making it sound like you just thought it would be fun to take a couple of years off to play with a camera? (laughs) Like, there was no way that I could be a photographer in the long run, right? After all, there's that whole trope of the starving artist, and so it seemed like, by definition, This was going to be short-lived because I would eventually need to grow up and make a real living, right? But as time passed, I realized that I might actually be able to make this whole self-employment thing a lasting gig. The photographers who I saw that were on their own paths to a long-term career in the industry they were the ones who were treating themselves like business owners. They were the ones who were investing to learn new marketing strategies and the ones who could tell you what their profit margins were. They were the ones who had boundaries around their personal and their business time. And so I realized that if I wanted my business to succeed in the long term, it wasn't enough to love photography but fly by the seat of my pants when it came to the business stuff. No, I needed to learn business strategy. So that's exactly what I did. I began to run my business like an actual business, not just an expensive hobby, because I had a real income that needed to be replaced once I left my corporate job. And then once I'd had a taste of the freedom of self-employment, I could not imagine going back to work in a windowless office for someone else. I got serious about investing in business opportunities that had actual ROI, not just fun things that I could technically get my business to pay for. Like you guys have done that, right? That conference that looks really fun, that all your friends are going to, that like probably won't actually have a huge impact on your bottom line, but it would be really fun and you know that you can technically write it off on your taxes. It's okay. We've all been there. So when I decided to put on my CEO hat, I began outsourcing the parts of my business that were holding me back, things that either took up too much time or were causing friction along the pipeline. I began to realize that I was going to need help. Like, I wanted to be a small business owner, but I didn't necessarily want to be a solopreneur. And also, with the goals that I had and, and where we wanted the business to go, I couldn't do that on my own. So in 2015, my husband, Matt, joined as my business partner, and he left his full-time job just a few months later. So then I stepped into speaking on stages across the country and we began building courses and we launched a shop. I did my absolute best to eliminate distractions that were going to pull me off course and I prioritized time to refill my creative tank with personal work. So my photography was getting better and better as I sharpened my skills as a respected business person. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty. But who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist. But you have to have both pieces of that equation. And learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist, that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's going to leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. And then a few years ago, I made the pivot from weddings into branding and things took off in a way that they had not before. I catapulted to the top of the brand photography niche. And with how quickly things grew and then soon after becoming a mom for the first time, I found myself needing that CEO mindset even more than before. I could not afford to run and grow my business without things running like a well-oiled machine. These days, I've had the honor of shooting for some of the best names in the creative industry, names like Ashlyn Carter, Caitlin James, Mary Morantz, and Riley Sheehy. I've worked across the U.S. and Europe. I have clients from California to Spain. My work has been seen in Forbes, Southern Living, Martha Stewart, and more. I've had the privilege of sharing my proven process with hundreds of students inside Brain Photography Academy, and all of that was possible because I put on my CEO hat early in the game. I could not have done all that with a fly by the seat of my pants approach to business. Here's what I want for you. I want you to be able to stay in business for as long as you want to, doing work that satisfies your creative soul for rates that provide for your life. In short, I want your business to support a life that you love and I want you to enjoy the ride. I've seen too many creative business owners struggling to make a profit because they don't realize how much time and money is falling through the cracks of their disorganized systems. I'm telling you, no matter how gifted of a photographer you are, you are no good to your clients if your business is a mess and you cannot deliver consistent results. But as artists, We tend to clam up when you suggest systems, order, or automation. Like it frightens a lot of us because we worry that it'll erase the personal touch and the heart that we bring to the table. You can be a heart-centered photographer who creates beautiful, satisfying work and turns a profit. You do not have to choose between the two and you shouldn't choose between the two. Are we going to talk about systems on this podcast? You betcha, because I have learned over the years that systems actually free up margin and allow me to be more creative. See, when I run my business like a CEO, I'm a better artist because of it, and the conditions surrounding my work, they're more enjoyable. Why? Because having systems and standard operating procedures means that I'm not having to exert new energy to make the same decisions over and over again. Being an artist for a living can feel like an uphill battle at times, right? Like I cannot tell you the number of times at the beginning of my career, especially that I was told that's too expensive or, you know, you face a client who doesn't respect your process or your workflow. But I firmly believe that a large factor in in the majority of those interactions was actually my lack of professionalism because I wasn't treating myself like a business owner. My potential clients didn't do it either. There have been times where I felt like a victim of my small business, and maybe you have felt that way too at times, like this thing that you used to love, that used to be your baby. Maybe sometimes it feels more like a monster than a beloved child, right? It doesn't have to stay that way, though. It is completely within your ability to turn things around, to take on the mantle of leader of your business and steer your own ship instead of being a follower dragged along for the ride, like a kid who gets tangled up in the strings of a runaway kite. Not only do your clients want you to lead them well, I'm also willing to bet that there are people outside of your business who, I don't know, maybe enjoy spending time with you. But like when your business is a mess, that bleeds over into the personal areas of your life. Maybe your lack of SOPs, standard operating procedures, maybe that means that You have to spend extra time on a project that could have been partially automated and you end up missing out on taco night with friends again because you have to work late. Or maybe you're stressing about a client situation caused by a lack of organization. You missed a due date for a client and they're upset and you're turning it over and over in your mind, rehearsing what you could have done differently or what you're going to say in your response And when you email the client back. You're stressing out over the unhappy client when you should be focused on playing outside with your kids. See, a messy business doesn't just affect your clients. It steals from your life outside of work too. I know because I've been there. I've been the one answering emails at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night when my husband is asleep in the other room. I've been the one who's missed out on time with my friends and my family because I couldn't shut my laptop. I remember growing up, there were those kids that you know their parents worked too much, and even when their parents were there, They weren't really there, you know, like they may have been bodily present, but it felt like family time was really just them biding their time until they could go back to the office. I don't want that to be our generation's legacy. I don't want that to be our industry's legacy. I want to be where my feet are. I want my children to know that they get the best of me, not just what's left of me. I want my friends and my family to know that they can count on me when I say I'll be there to help with something, that I'm good for my word, that I'm not going to have to back out last minute because I managed my time poorly again and now I need to spend another evening on the couch with my laptop. There are seasons of hustle in every business. I'm not saying that I've never worked after my kids go to bed or had to miss out on something social that I really wanted to do because I had a deadline, but I am saying that those seasons are short and limited. They are exceptions, not the rule. Anytime I start to creep into the, Abby's working too many hours territory, Matt and I reassess because I do not want to leave a legacy of overwork. I want my business to serve well in every corner, serving my clients and my family. I don't care if you're six days or six years into entrepreneurship. It's never too early or too late to adopt the role and behavior of the CEO of your business. You might think that you don't have the quote unquote right to act like a CEO, to treat yourself and your business with respect. Maybe because you're an artist and our society is really bad about undervaluing the arts. Or maybe because you're new or you're too young or too old or too whatever thing culture might've told you that makes you feel unqualified, forget all of that. You, you the business owner get to decide what kind of business you're going to run. Is it going to be one that goes the distance? Will you make the money that you aspire to make, doing the kind of work that you feel called to do? Will you serve in the areas that you were created to serve, making the difference you were created to make? Will you have margin to be where your feet are, to be present with loved ones when you're not working, to not always feel like you're half in, half out? It's up to you, my friend. That is a decision that starts with you. And the first step is to realize that your business needs a leader. It needs a CEO. Being a creative does not mean that you're condemned to the life of a starving artist. You can find massive success in business and satisfaction in your work, all while getting enough sleep at night and working a non-insane number of hours. One doesn't have to come at the expense of the other. No matter whether you aspire to grow a team or be a solopreneur for the rest of your life, if you want to see success, and I'm talking predictable, reliable success in your business, it's time to put on your CEO hat. You ready? Let's go. Come and find me and say hello on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and drop me a line at Abby Grace Photo and answer the same question my friend asked me all those years ago. Would you consider yourself more of an artist, a business person, or a healthy combination of both? I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace, and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?